Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Today's episode is brought to you by West Holm. We all know from home cooks to restaurant chefs to eating enthusiasts that the quality of your ingredients makes all the difference, especially when it comes to meat. West Holm, which is based in Queensland in the Northern Territory, Australia, is working with the land to create nature-led Australian Wagyu. They steward 16 million acres of rangeland, guided by the natural ecosystem where their cattle thrive. The result is high-quality Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of Northern Australia and a flavor suited to complement any cuisine. West Holm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholm.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash saver. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code. A lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant. AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. Hello and welcome to Savor, a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have an episode for you about quinoa. We do. We do. <laughs> um, and I just just want to say, sometimes when we do these intros, Laura knows I always point at myself like, this is who I am. I almost forgot my name. So if it sounded like I was stumbling a bit, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> what's the name? <laughs> it's like that episode of SpongeBob where he, he becomes only a waiter and he forgets his name. Uh-huh. And the guy's like, what's your name, great waiter? And it goes into his brain and they're like... What's the name? It's all these little SpongeBob's to <laughs> exemplify the brain. And everything catches on fire. That's what essentially just happened to me. Um, but it's all okay. <laughs> it is. It is all okay. Um, I uh-huh. and I and I, I know. I know that um, it, it can be. You know, sometimes switching from your from your sminty, your stuff. Mom never told you mm-hmm. intro to your saver intro can trip you up a little bit. Yes. Yes. So. Um. <laughs> It's, it's amazing. I stopped writing out because I write out that line every time, even though I should know it, the entry, the opening line. It's, I used to write out my name because I would have that struggle, <laughs> but I thought I'd passed it. <laughs> Apparently, I haven't. Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently not. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I yeah. and and full disclosure, like like Annie is not alone in this. This I I when I do that outro spiel, y'all, mm-hmm. like I have to do it like with my eyes closed. 
frequently I forget what order it goes in. <laughs> I sometimes I say it the way that I say it in brain stuff. I forget our producers' names all the time. I it's <laughs> <sighs> thank goodness for our producers because they make us sound like we don't do those things. <laughs> I know. Yes. Oh my goodness. I I for serious. Um, our producers are the best human people on the entire planet, and also they make us sound good. Yes. <laughs> um. But yeah, quinoa. Quinoa. <laughs> quinoa. I do love quinoa. Mm-hmm. Um. I recently just had some, and it was so 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 good. I love the like crunch, the texture of it. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. I used to make this. Um. Stuffed baked acorn squash with goat cheese, cranberries, and quinoa, and it was oh, so so good. Wow. It was like full. Oh, um, and yeah, I used to make pretty good quinoa burgers, and those were delicious. I say used to make because I don't make quinoa that often anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I used to use it all the time. All yeah, time. yeah, me too. I went through a pretty big uh, like kind of yeah, yeah, just like just like grain bowl phase. Mm-hmm. Um. And oh gosh, yes, there's some cheese in there, maybe some arugula. Oof. Ooh. Oof. Yes. Oof, we right. say. <laughs> Squash or root vegetables. I don't know. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I believe several people have requested this one. Um, for some reason, both Lauren and I thought we had already done it. <laughs> but yep. I think it's because we we started an outline like two years ago and then oh, never did it. Oh, really? Yeah, because okay. I eventually deleted it. It felt like like when you have something on your board, like wishpiration or whatever that's called, or you keep telling yourself, like, one day I'm going to do this. It felt like that because okay. it had been years, so I deleted it. Finally. Yeah, yeah. Well, there, there. okay, that, that that explains it, I or a little bit. Or, I mean, and I know that I've talked about it on other shows as well, so I'm I'm not sure. But, but no, no, I, I had to, like, I looked in our, like, giant document of everything we've ever done and Mm -hmm. I still wasn't convinced that I just hadn't recorded it (laughs) in that (laughs) giant document so I was like on on Apple podcasts going like really (laughs) yeah I mean that's one of the the dangers of being a (laughs) long-running show Mm -hmm. sometimes you can't keep track of those things I it would be hilarious if a long lost episode came out and we were both Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we did oh. it. <laughs> Weird. And then we could compare them. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I guess that should bring us to our question. Mm-hmm. Quinoa. What is it? Well, uh, quinoa is a type of seed that's often used as a grain uh, because when cooked, it resembles uh, uh, broken rice or like a small form pasta like couscous in size and shape and texture and color kind of with maybe just a little bit more uh, of a nutty and or bitter flavor profile than like a wheat pasta or, or, or a white rice would have. So yeah, uh, uh, quinoa is a, is a grass adjacent type of plant that will put off these these tiny dry papery fruits that each contain a single relatively large seed. So the fruit, which is which is basically a hull at that point, um, is is removed. And what we get in the store is um is just the seeds. These are uh, these little flattish circles, pretty tiny, uh, creamy white to yellow to red to black in color, um, with a darker thread usually wrapped around the circumference. Um, and, and that darker thread is a wee little embryo of potential root and potential leaves. You can germinate uncooked quinoa to see this 
potential little plant bit in action if you want to. You could just dampen the seeds, spread them out on a wet paper towel, loosely cover them in like a clear glass or plastic container until they start to sprout. Then, I mean, if you want to keep growing them, you can uncover them to give them sunlight. That's so cool. (laughs) I know, right? I've never tried this and now I really want to. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. uh, During processing, um, these seeds will be washed to remove some compounds that the plant has evolved to to coat its seed with to prevent herbivores and microbes from eating them. Um, They're called saponins or saponins. I didn't look up the pronunciation, so there. Um, uh, But yeah, they they taste bitter and can cause a little bit of like digestive upset in humans. Um, Potential leftover saponin compounds are are why it is recommended that you rinse quinoa before cooking. The botanical name is Chenopodium quinoa. It's related to stuff like spinach, beets, and chard um, in a branch of the amaranth family. And yes, Chinopodium means goosefoot. No, I'm not sure why. I don't <laughs> I don't know why that is. Is goosefoot a thing? Goose goosefoot is uh is the prior family name of um of all of these related plants um that are now kind of reclassified as part of this larger group. Um and yeah, I there there are many things I didn't take the time to look up today because I was busy reading. <laughs> Like, a lot of research papers. Like, mm. more than the usual number of research papers, which is fabulous. Mm-hmm. But also, at a certain juncture, I was kind of like, okay, that one's not for today. We're going to have to explore <laughs> goose feet later. Well, you're, we're definitely going to have to explore goose feet later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coming back to you in our upcoming shard episode. Ooh. I would like to know more about shard, actually. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Goodness. Um. Anyway, uh, so plants in this family evolved to be pretty tolerant to both high salinity in the soil from, like, local waterways and also um, the possibility of drought, which means that they're really good for growing in areas where other plants do not like growing. Um, and quinoa in particular is pretty sturdy, Um, and has been adapted for, like, a really impressive number of environments from, like, sea-level Chilean farms to the highlands of the Andes, valleys in between. It's really cool stuff. Um, And, yeah, these seeds are used for all kinds of things, um, as a side dish, plain or seasoned, as the starchy base of meals involving stews or sautés, in palafs, as a mix-in in salads, both warm and cold, uh, in soups, you can also appear I didn't know this. You can pop quinoa the way that you would popcorn and use it to like make like a puffed grain kind of thing. Yeah. I didn't know that either. And I kept seeing it in the research and I was like, is this, you know, some kind of it's popcorn, but it's really just <laughs> like quinoa that's flavored like popcorn. Nope. But then I saw that and I was like, oh, this could be a whole new world for me. <laughs> Yes. I really, <laughs> I really want to try doing this. Um, uh, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. I need to know. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, if you do sprout the seeds, uh, the sprouts can be eaten as well, like like you would like alfalfa sprouts or something like that. The seeds can also be ground into flour and used in baked goods um, or in uh, dumplings, steamed or fried, or to make noodles. Um, uh, quinoa flour is often mixed with other flours or... Um, 
or will involve the careful use of leaveners as it does not contain gluten, so it's not going to bake up quite the same way as like a wheat flour would. Quinoa is also traditionally used in drinks, either ground or macerated. I've only read about cold drinks, um, but anyone with experience here, please do write in. Yes. And uh, and the starches in quinoa can also be extracted and used as um, stabilizers and thickeners and in not just food, in cosmetics and industrial applications like, a, like for rubber mold release. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> How interesting. Going all over the place already. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, what about the nutrition? Right, because we are a food show. Um, mm-hmm. uh, well, quin- quinoa is pretty good for you, as you have probably been told. Um, yeah. Since it is a seed, it, it contains all of the nutrients that a growing plant would need to get started, which, hey, are similar to what a growing you needs just kind of every day. Um, It's got good punches of protein and fiber and carbs, uh, a bit of fat, a smattering of minerals and other micronutrients. And unlike many plants, um, quinoa seeds do contain all of the amino acids that our bodies um, A, cannot make, but B, need in order to do stuff. Um, So it is considered a complete protein. Um, It's got a better balance, in fact, of amino acids than wheat, barley, or soy. Um, has more fat than corn, less than soy, if you're comparing. Um, so yeah, uh, overall, quinoa will help fill you up and keep you going. Um, you know, pair with a bit of fat and a vegetable to, like, fill a meal out. And uh, and yeah, uh, quinoa seeds do not contain gluten molecules, um, which helped give it a boost of popularity um, in the U.S. in the, uh, uh, like, like, late 20-aughts, early 20-teens. Right. Yeah, um, this reminds me of that line from The Matrix where they're eating that, like, synthetic stuff. (laughs) And he's like, everything the body needs. (laughs) (laughs) You know, synthetic amino acids, vitamins, and minerals. Quinoa. Quinoa. That's what they needed. Uh, So chewy and delicious. That, That stuff looked like slop. It did. I don't know why I got mad about it. No, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> we do have some numbers for you. Oof, we do. Yeah. Um, Peru and Bolivia are the leading producers of quinoa, accounting for about 80%. Um, production in those two countries rose by 300% between 1980 and 2011. Um, Ecuador is also a major producer, and then the uh, United States and China. But yeah, like 80% Peru and Bolivia. Yeah. Um, But the rise in demand for quinoa has recently led to over 70 countries to try their hand at producing it. Yeah, um, at least 95 as of 2015, 2016. Um, And this was a real rapid increase. Um, There were eight countries growing it in 1980, 40 by 2010, and 75 by 2014. And then, yeah, up to 95 as of 2015. So Wow. (laughs) Um, quinoa prices surged by 202% from 2011 to 2015, and from 2012 to 2017, the value of quinoa exported from Peru jumped from $34.5 million to $124 million. Oof. Yeah. Oof. yeah. So a lot of growth. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. An estimated 53% of Bolivia's quinoa exports go to the United States, 
At the same time, Bolivian consumption of quinoa increased three times over from 2009 to 2013, and from 2003 to 2012, export sales shot up from $3.1 million to $75 million for that country. Um, From 2008 to 2010, prices tripled and then doubled again by 2013. Yeah, and demand increased 18 times from 2004 to 2014. 18 times. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. Um, In Peru, quinoa consumption per person was about 4.9 kilograms in 2012, down from 6.07 in 2004. Um, Some attribute that to the rise in price, uh, that people couldn't afford it. Although, usually in these same papers, they also point out that in some areas of Peru, the consumption rate actually did go up. Yeah, um, it's a it's a pretty complicated issue, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Um, and yeah, it, it is it is super fascinating. Um, and not not to sound callous about it, but but quinoa is such an interesting case study in um, in terms of like a a locally grown and consumed product that very suddenly received a very large amount of attention on the global stage. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's part of why, yeah, like like sometimes pulling together outlines for these episodes is is real scrappy because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just like not a lot has been written about some of these things. Um, and uh, and, you know, we're we're not we're not researchers, you know, like we're not out there doing like original first source research. So mm-hmm. um, so right, it's it's a wonderful boon when people have written these beautiful in-depth, scientific papers about stuff, but um, but it, it, it usually means that something has gone terribly wrong. If if someone is writing those kind of papers, it means like, oh man, you got you got interesting. And getting interesting is not necessarily yeah. pleasant for everybody involved in a production uh yes. production chain. So Yeah. Yeah. And especially so quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, yeah, it's the interesting the uh, forces at play <laughs> in this one, mm-hmm. um, which we will get into in our history section. Yes, but first we are going to get into a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Westholm. I'm a person who doesn't really cook with a lot of meat, to be honest, because when I do, I want it to be special. I'm the same, and I do love sharing that food with people. And I have to say, we received some product, some steak, Mm -hmm. and I am very eager to share it with my friends. Yeah, uh, Westholm sent us uh, a few of their products, and they included these gorgeous, gigantic tomahawk steaks that I, like, opened the box and immediately sent a picture to my best grilling friend, like, hang out soon. Yes, I did too. (laughs) Westholm offers these beautifully marbled steaks because they have 16 million acres of rangeland across the northeast corner of Australia, from Brisbane to Darwin. They use a nature-led approach with the belief that if they balance the needs of their cattle with the needs of their environment, both can thrive. 
Their cattle graze on native grasses like Mitchell grass, which is found only in Australia, and roam wild, foraging at will for the first two to three years of their lives. The result is Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of northern Australia and a quality that would complement whatever you're into cooking right now. Westholm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholm.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash savor. Father's Day is coming, a day we celebrate the guy who's always there for us to crack a dad joke. Well, you know what's not a dad joke? Getting $50 off the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker with the purchase of his favorite cocktail capsule pack. $50 off. No dad joke. See, this is a dad joke. I lost my glasses today, and guess who I bumped into? Everyone. But the Bartesian Cocktail Maker? It's no joke. Each cocktail capsule contains real fruit juices and all-natural bitters, so Dad can make over 60 premium cocktails he loves. Sidecars, old fashions, gimlets, all with the push of a button. So, for the dad who loves a cocktail with friends and a good joke from time to time, get the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker. $50 off now until Father's Day. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get 50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, quinoa is believed to have originated and been first domesticated in the Andes, where it has been growing over 5,000 years. And some experts believe humans have been selecting quinoa for 15,000 years. Mm -hmm. The Inca called it mother grain. Um, and they and others with access to quinoa use the grains and season all kinds of foods and drinks. Um, and yes, this was a pretty, like, regional localized histories in these early times mm-hmm. where just in this area, that's yep. where the quinoa was. <laughs> yep. Um, one source recounted an Andean folktale called The Fox and the Condor that demonstrated quinoa's significance in the region. Um, and the tale goes that the fox 
the titular fox wanted to go to the sky, so he met up with the condor, and the condor agreed, but only if the fox promised not to touch anything and to be really respectful. So the fox accepts these terms, and they make their way up to the sky. However, the fox immediately breaches their agreement. (laughs) Immediately. um, Eating all the food in sight. (laughs) Food that was meant for a ceremony. Oh. Yes. When folks arrived to find no food, they decided to send the fox back to Earth using a rope. But halfway down, this wily fox starts slinging some insults at the people. Uh, So they cut the rope, uh, (laughs) sending him plummeting to his death. His body splitting open and spilling out some quinoa. Food of the gods on Earth. Ah. Yes. Oh, yes. that's wonderful. Yeah. I really I love when you find a good folk tale for these, yeah. these food episodes. Yeah, especially with the Trixie Fox that just is like, oh yeah, I'll behave myself and then eats literally everything. Yeah, like, nope. <laughs> I'm a fox. <laughs> <laughs> when Spanish conquistadors arrived, uh, they made note of the local populations in the Andean area cultivating quinoa. In the 1500s, Garcilaso de la Vega described quinoa as the second grain ever cultivated on Earth. Hmm. Um, Yeah. On top of that, he discussed how the alleged first shipment of quinoa seeds to Europe died on the way there, possibly due to humidity. Around the same time, others reported on the cultivation of quinoa in this region and how it was a staple there. However, foreigners often looked down on quinoa as a food for the poor, and the Spanish may have associated quinoa with indigenous ceremonies that they sought to oppress or just do away with. So, um, yeah, not so great attitude uh, towards quinoa. No. And uh, it had been used in the area um, for a long time as, as, a, as a sustenance crop because it's a really great one, um, because it can substitute... Um, or, or even replace animal products like meats and dairy in the diet um, and for a much lower cost of, of growing and processing time um, and, and, and effort. But yeah, um, so, so the Spanish colonizers introduced grains from Europe and encouraged their use instead of quinoa. And in a roundabout way, this did encourage the growing of quinoa in these small local pockets of land, um, and thus led to farmers in those areas developing their their own varieties of quinoa over the centuries, which means that for a really long time, quinoa stayed biodiverse, which is a good thing. Yes. In 1797, German botanist and pharmacist Karl Ludwig Wildenau described quinoa Um, But stepping back a bit to 1545, the Spanish discovered silver in Bolivia and the surrounding areas and enslaved many of the nearby indigenous peoples to work in the mines, which disrupted the cultivation of quinoa. Some quinoa growers in this area were able to keep doing what they were doing, growing their quinoa on hillside terraces. Um, The lands were communally managed and allocated. The Spanish were officially ousted with the Bolivian National Revolution of 1952. Oh, 1952. That is a long way away from the beginning <laughs> yeah. of that point. Cool. Yes. Um, and so the situation changed again when we're talking about quinoa in the following few decades when the Cold War was in full swing and the U.S. was doing everything it could to stop communism the world over. 
including by providing aid, hybrid seeds, pesticides, and other farming equipment. And in this case, in Bolivia are areas that were producing quinoa. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, um, some researchers from outside of the Andes had taken notice of quinoa um, starting around in 1935. And so nutritional and agricultural experiments were slowly uh, were slowly starting to take place um, during this whole time. Yes. And by the 70s, tractors reached Bolivia's quinoa growing region. And that transformed the quinoa industry. I bet I bet you and I read the same very in-depth paper about this which I had never really uh, given too much thought about tractors in specific and how they can, like, really change an industry. But oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. They did. Um, because the tractors couldn't operate on the traditional hill terraces that quinoa had historically been grown on, quinoa cultivation had to be relocated to flat areas where llamas usually grazed. Tractors also aren't great, or at least according to this paper, um, for soil fertility as compared to more traditional methods, at least in this region specifically. Yeah, yeah. Any any time that you move away from uh, traditional farming methods and into uh, a- a- anything new, and especially mechanized, you're going to disrupt. Um, it's going to have more disruptions than you think. <laughs> Probably. Yes. <laughs> or 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 perhaps than you would hope. It reminds me, have you ever read or seen The Secret of Nim? Oh yeah. The Secret of Nim movie is a scary movie. And I watched it recently and it's still scary. Oh wow. Yeah. But there's I bet. that tractor and it's like oh, painted so menacingly. Right. Oh Ooh. gosh. I remember the yeah. book a lot better than I remember the film, but um but no, I remember the film being really scary. Oh, that tractor was scary, too. It's like a beast, and it's coming. Oof. Oof. Um, <laughs> let's change topics. I'm getting the chills. Um, so as all of this is happening, mm-hmm. U.S. aid meant Bolivia was being flooded with American staples, um, which slowly surpassed Andean foods in terms of availability, traditional Andean foods. So it's kind of going, building on what Spanish conquistadors had already been doing, mm-hmm. um, which is introducing these more, like, European grains, and then we get American staples. On top of that, in the 1980s, austerity drove a lot of farmers out, but some did continue, and they did continue to, to farm quinoa. In 1984, quinoa from the region was exported to the U.S. The processing was difficult, and the end product often bitter and sometimes mildly toxic. Um, sometimes with a rock in the mix in there. To deal with all these obstacles, a cooperative of growers came together and they traveled to Peru and Brazil studying processing equipment and figuring out how to adapt this equipment to quinoa. That same decade, farmers in Colorado started growing quinoa and saw the first signs of healthy growth of the crop. Um, And it was sold in health food stores and spelled quinoa like how we traditionally see it because manufacturers thought it looked nicer. I couldn't go back and find it, but I believe it had an extra vowel in there somewhere. Okay. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It got removed. Huh. Huh. Um, uh, And yeah, uh, uh, you you said that they were starting to grow quinoa in Colorado, and that is because Colorado State University was the leader in quinoa cultivation research um, outside of its native region um, around that time. And yeah, that started in the 1980s. and a reminder here that agricultural research is a big business. Um, you can make a lot of money off of developing and patenting and selling different varieties of foods and uh, see 
you can see our our interview with uh, with Dan Pashman about about that. We talk about those apples, those apples, <laughs> them apples. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Moving into the 1990s, the UN helped pay for the construction of plants for quinoa in in the Andean area, and the U.S. and Denmark worked to improve the efficiency of available quinoa processing technology in 2005. A lot of experiments were done around the time to increase yield and keep up with growing demand. Uh, And in 1993, an international report by NASA found that quinoa was suitable for astronauts on long-term missions. And then, yes, in the 2000s, quinoa took off in the U.S. and other Western countries as a healthy superfood. It got caught up in the desire for gluten-free options as well, and this put pressure on traditional farmers and the market at large, pushing the price of quinoa out of reach for those that had been eating it as a staple for generations. It's um, it's a really complicated issue um, because it, it's it's not necessarily too expensive for all locals to eat because uh, partially because the the boom has brought money into the region, um, but. Yeah, the, the 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 influx of outside interests have had a bunch of concerning effects, um, including a westernization of local diets, which yeah um, includes fewer traditional foods and thus less quinoa. Um, but it does have to be considered as like part of larger trends. Um, and also, you know, like like as much as as much as like an American diet is not something that I would recommend nutritionally people start copying. Like, I think it's a little bit like paternalistic and gross to be like, oh, we're ruining the world with Doritos like we are. (laughs) But like, I'm also not going to tell anyone to not eat Doritos. They're delicious. Like, you know, like, and Mm -hmm. if someone can afford Doritos, I want them to have them um, if they want them. Right. Uh, there are other complications. Um, As, as with most agriculture, um, when you start, trying to mass produce a crop, you wind up selecting fewer varieties of a plant to grow on that larger scale, um, thus reducing biodiversity, um, thus making those crops that you're growing more susceptible to any given disease or pest outbreak, which in turn um, tends to encourage greater use of potentially harmful pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, um, uh, fertilizers, stuff like that. On top of all of that, um, there are other environmental concerns, um, like potential need for irrigation infrastructure in places that didn't previously need it. And right, the uh, the introduction of mechanized farming equipment and the reallocation of land away from other uses that previously housed whole ecosystems. Um, in the case of quinoa, this also ties into llama farming. Um, llama manure has traditionally been used as a fertilizer in many areas um, for 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 quinoa. Um, but this increasing acreage going to quinoa means less grazing land, which means fewer llamas, which means less manure for a growing amount of quinoa crops. Um, also, sacks woven from llama wool have traditionally been used in post-harvest production and 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 shipping. And so how are those resources going to be replaced? Can all of this be environmentally sustainable? Um, and won't anyone think of the llamas? Think of the llamas. Always think of the llamas. Yes. Always think of the llamas. <laughs> um, and yeah, and there have also been both uh, intra and international 
conflicts over over land and exports. And um, yeah, it's it's a really it was such a boom. <laughs> yeah. And, so it, fast. and it's created so many sticky issues. Yeah. And it's really hard to untangle any one thing because they all impact and touch each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All and these threads. And from and, and and also like like from an outside perspective, it's it's really, you know, like like it's really hard to say. Like I would like yeah. like in an ideal world, we would be <laughs> in Bolivia right now talking. <laughs> with mm-hmm. a producer about all of this, um, you know, and, and getting that kind of input um, mm-hmm. because, you know, us sitting here in Atlanta, there's a limited amount that we can really say about right. what what it all means. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, the UN declared <laughs> 2013 the International Year of Quinoa, mm-hmm. partially because it grows in a variety of conditions. It's low maintenance and... Wheat, which is the staple around the world, um, is under threat. However, like so much we talk about, climate change has impacted quinoa production as well. It has. It has. Um, uh, yeah, um, that, that that declaration was also a little bit about um, uh, some some contemporary research and and publication about how global diets need to start shifting away from as much meat consumption as we do and finding mm. these alternate sources of protein um which is great which is which is a great a great goal um mm-hmm. uh but yeah complicated uh in 2014 um bolivian officials spurred by local producers who were angry about um cheaper quinoa being imported um, and mixed in with their more sustainably produced expensive quinoa, then going for export. Um, local producers were mad about this. And in response, these this, this, this Bolivian authority seized 23 metric tons of quinoa at the border and burned it as a media stunt to show their support for their local farmers. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Yeah. That's a lot of quinoa. That was flames. a lot of quinoa. Uh, yep. <laughs> in in 2015 alone, um, 20 new countries tried growing quinoa for the first time, um, adding themselves to, yes, the list of 75 countries already growing it. And in May of, uh, of 2020, um, Indian quinoa producers one this anti-patent campaign that they had been conducting for years um against Colorado State University um basically what happened here is that CSU had patented this hybridization method um that specifically named 44 quinoa varieties traditionally grown across the Andes um and that CSU's researchers had gone to there and collected in order to work with. Um, and so the producers there were like, uh, you can't, please don't copyright what <laughs> we've spent generations and generations developing. Um, right. Because we, <laughs> that's that's ours. Right. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then, yeah, yeah, it's, it's considered a really, a really big win. Um, and, yeah. but, but, but yeah, I've, oof, 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 da. 
That's the second patent in two episodes we've talked about that got, <laughs> that got overturned crushed. and rejected. Yeah. Dippin' dots and quinoa. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Um, good to keep in mind. Can't just get a patent willy-nilly. You can't. You can't. No. No. Um, but yeah, that's <laughs> that's what we have to say about quinoa. And it is really fascinating if you want to go and, like Lauren said, there's a lot of great research out there mm-hmm. about this. Um, and it's pretty new and, like, kind of still, we're still figuring out what it all means, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, it, it just intersects with so many, so many of these um, uh, issues of um, globalization and commercialization that we talk about sometimes and um, that affect the entire food supply chain. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. We do have some listener mail for you. Uh, we do, um, but first, we've got one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Westholm. I'm a person who doesn't really cook with a lot of meat, to be honest, because when I do, I want it to be special. I'm the same, and I do love sharing that food with people. And I have to say, we received some product, some steak, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I am very eager to share it with my friends. (laughs) Yeah, uh, West Holm sent us uh, a few of their products, and they included these gorgeous, gigantic tomahawk steaks that I, like, opened the box and immediately sent a picture to my best grilling friend, like, hang out soon. (laughs) Yes, I did too. (laughs) Westholm offers these beautifully marbled steaks because they have 16 million acres of rangeland across the northeast corner of Australia, from Brisbane to Darwin. They use a nature-led approach with the belief that if they balance the needs of their cattle with the needs of their environment, both can thrive. Their cattle graze on native grasses like Mitchell grass, which is found only in Australia, and roam wild, foraging at will for the first two to three years of their lives. The result is Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of northern Australia, and a quality that would complement whatever you're into cooking right now. Westholm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholme.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash savor. Father's Day is coming, a day we celebrate the guy who's always there for us to crack a dad joke. Well, you know what's not a dad joke? Getting $50 off the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker with the purchase of his favorite cocktail capsule pack. $50 off, no dad joke. See, this is a dad joke. I lost my glasses today, and guess who I bumped into? Everyone. But the Bartesian Cocktail Maker? It's no joke. Each cocktail capsule contains real fruit juices and all-natural bitters, so Dad can make over 60 premium cocktails he loves. Sidecars, old fashions, gimlets, all with the push of a button. So, for the dad who loves a cocktail with friends and a good joke from time to time, get the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker. $50 off now until Father's Day. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get 50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with listeners. No. It's all around the world, and then it was the ups and downs. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because I, I don't really. I I want to see this quinoa sprout thing because I don't have a good visual for how quinoa grows, but I had to. Com- I had to compromise. I had to make some artistic compromises myself. <laughs> <laughs> for that one. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. That's okay. Uh Thank you. Yeah, well if you if you uh, if you have some quinoa in that danger cupboard. Oh. Um My danger <laughs> cupboard. I mean, that's honestly one of the reasons I don't get quinoa anymore. I don't get anything anymore because my cupboard is a it's a nightmare. That's perhaps a sign I should I should change some things. I think so. You know what's going to happen? If I try to open that bag of koozies, it's going to be like... Oh, it's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Koozies fly all over the place. Yeah. It's going <sighs> to rapidly... Ex- to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing this rapid expansion of koozies similar to like the Big Bang, <laughs> like just <laughs> filling your entire apartment. <laughs> It'll be like a case study, a scientific case study. <laughs> What happens when you put like a hundred koozies in a lunchbox that's really not meant to hold one hundred koozies? I guess we'll find out one day. But not today. Not today. Not today. Um Brian wrote, I recently listened to your recent episode on corn dogs, and like you guys, I am also not a fan of corn dogs. Corn dogs are also not that popular where I'm from in Canada. However, I am a huge fan of hot dogs. I also think hot dogs are delicious with ketchup and Dijon mustard. They're also extremely popular at Canadian malls called New York Fries. Um, They have the world's most delicious fries, hot dog poutine. And I know I'm pretty sure it's poutine, but I always say poutine. Uh, (laughs) When I go to my local mall, I get a hot dog and I always have it with an orange Julius. That is Mm. such a mall experience. Yes. (laughs) Um, Continued. I am looking forward to returning to this restaurant now that I am fully vaccinated. I've also attached some pictures of my Star Wars celebration from this year. 
And I also think you guys should do an episode on the food of Downton Abbey. I love the show and the feasts on it are amazing. Ooh, Ooh. yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. Oh, I never finished that series because I got depressed. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) Yeah. I didn't finish it either because I feel like there was a rush, a whirlwind rush of like, all my friends, you've got to watch it. And then I did, and I liked it. But then there was a break in the seasons, and I just never came back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know there's a movie and everything, but I would love to do—I bet that would be really interesting, because there's some, some historical bits oh, absolutely. involved with that, too. Yeah, yeah, some some pretty, some pretty, like, keystone moments, sure. Yes, and also, yeah, hot dogs, poutine sounds really Oh, right? <laughs> Oh no! I've <laughs> never, so I've never dared to dream about I putting know. a hot dog in a poutine situation. But we now, put, we got to open our minds. Limited, we limited ourselves in this area. Gosh, shoot for the stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Jessica wrote. I just wanted to say that I loved your show on corn dogs, which is one of my favorite foods. I'm an Oregon native and just made a trip two weeks ago to Rockaway Beach and visited the Pronto Pub there. I have been a few times and it's always a delicious meal. The restaurant has a huge Pronto Pub on the roof and a mechanical Pronto Pub with a real saddle out front. And Jessica sent a picture and it's just as glorious (laughs) as you can imagine. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Sounds so fun. Goodness. Yes. Um, Well, thanks to both of those listeners for writing. If you would like to write to us, you can, and we would love to hear from you. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We are also on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at saverpod, and we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Hello, iHeart listener. We have a confession to make. Both iHeart and this commercial you're listening to right now would probably sound a heck of a lot better on the new Roku Pro Series TV. It's got side-firing speakers that fill your room with sound, Dolby Atmos audio that puts you right in the middle of the entertainment, and the ability to pair seamlessly with your home theater sound systems that already have surround sound and booming bass. If all that sounds too good to be true, it'll sound even better on the new Roku Pro Series. Your hearing isn't better. Your TV is. 
Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer.